Hello, everybody. My name is John Gusty, co-author of The Red Pill Revolution and webmaster of theredpillrevolution.com. You, um, like I, are about to listen to Awakened Nation with Brad Solace. A huge shift is taking place on planet Earth. People seem to be waking up, tired of the way things used to be. They are creating something brand new and changing the world we live in. My name is Brad Zalas, and I get to sit down with the next generation of idea makers, the disruptors, and the game changers, everyday people just like you and me from all over who are doing amazing things. John, how's it going, my friend? Oh, brother, Brad, thank you for having me. This should be this should be a fun conversation. I think we got uh, a lot on the ground. Absolutely, hundred percent. Right down to the right down to the black T-shirt, man. You, yeah, you know, we're wait. we're like uh, separated at birth. Yeah. <laughs> never going to, it's okay, if it's okay for james dean it's, it's okay for you and i heck yeah. yeah uh ladies and gentlemen you're in for a treat today if you are wondering what the heck is happening especially if you're a boomer or a gen xer and you're starting to see health issues um we're going to go down that rabbit hole and show you uh a little bit of what has taken place how our health has been hijacked a little bit and I'm about to read John's uh, bio, but John, when your uh, agent reached out to me and said, hey, uh, do you want John on the show? <laughs> I read like a paragraph in, I go, yes, <laughs> immediately. So oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Well, it's a big, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, important topic, you know, I mean, and, and, and not enough. It's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, as, yeah. as, as humans, our health, it's our number one, like, gift and responsibility to to take care of and it's funny how there's a lot of us that shove that responsibility off to a uh, corporate commercial third party yeah and and folks if you're listening and maybe you're rolling your eyes i just want you to know um john and i have probably been in this space probably for quite a while and i can tell you you know if you're if you're shaking your head like why would they do that to us or they would never do that to us hey when money is involved and we're not talking millions we're talking billions when money is involved, people are going to get a little crazy at controlling the narrative, controlling what you're allowed to use, controlling just about everything. And as we know, in the United States, everything ha always turns into an industrialized complex. And what that means is layer of bureaucracy and control for profit. Uh, you know, it just, you know, turning the basics of human health into a profit margin uh and so we're gonna dive into that today are you ready john let's do this <laughs> let's do it man um here let me read your bio real quick um there we go growing up john gusty saw the rest of his life as a rock star playing out on a stage with a guitar wrapped around his neck with an audience beckoning him to fame after 30 years of working in the music industry and seeing his peers rise to the top of big name acts like R.E.M., Nine Inch Nails, Gin Blossoms, and U2, John realized his true calling lay behind the curtains. John's attention turned to alternative health when his wife's diagnosis of multiple sclerosis came with zero answers. A lot of us, by the way, get into this because we get hit hard Either a loved one or ourselves get hit hard with a diagnosis and we can't figure it out. 
Using his behind-the-scenes experience in media, he now works to address the most persuasive lies plaguing the health industry and modern media. You're going to talk about the culture of lies, profit, and deceit that is driving our medical system leadership to a breaking point. Um, welcome to the show, John. I appreciate you being on here, uh, man. Gracias, amigo. Uh, hey, before we get started, let's because uh, because um, I love how you um, you gave your audience uh, the consideration of of this very topic because this is a this is as simple as a topic as this is and as raw and as primal as a topic as this is it's um I, i'd say there's easily a a third of the adult population um that just is is going to be uncomfortable with some of the things yeah. that, that 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 get said and so so, so i want i want to preface anything that i'm going to talk about with the following uh, caveat um, you can take anything. You can take. Um, you could take baked goods. You could take lemonade. You could take music. You can take any, it, it, literally any commodity that 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 can, that can be crafted and then um, bartered with or sold. Anything at all. Um, I think we all would do ourselves a great service if we started thinking about those things in one of two worlds. You either have the, what I'll call the artisan world where you've got, let's just say baked goods. There's people who bake mm -hmm. things for the love and the artistry of baking. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you've got what I'll call the artisan world. And then you have what I will call the corporate world. Okay. And, and when, and the only reason let's get this out of the way too. And, uh, I don't know. There might be some lawyers out there that want to argue with me and I'll be glad, <laughs> be glad to do that another time, another place. But the only reason why someone, uh, first of all, a corporation is a commercial instrument, period. It's, it's purely commercial. The only reason to form a court, you would never form a corporation in a non-commercial setting. That's that it, it just, it's, it's impossible to do. It right. is a corporate instrument inside a, cor a, a, a commercial instrument inside a commercial setting. Secondly, the only reason you'd ever form a corporation is to avoid responsibility. Yes. And I know that, that rubs people wrong, but but that is why corporations are formed. They are formed to create a separate entity. If John and Brad want to form a corporation, we're doing so, so that this entity, the separate entity, which isn't John and Brad, it's John and Brad's created entity, mm -hmm. that entity takes the bulk of, if not all of the liability. Okay, so so, yeah. so when we're talking um, again, baked goods, lemonade, tennis shoes, whatever, whatever the the commodity may be, in this particular instance, we are talking um, health and wellness. Okay, let's we it would it would serve us all well if we asked ourselves before we sought counsel, if we have a problem figuring out what that problem is and what that solution is. If the counsel that we are seeking, if we're asking ourselves, are we seeking counsel in a artisan setting, which is, which which would be done for the love of the craft, um, and and I wouldn't, and I'm not saying that there's not some some profit motive there. I mean, anyone right. that's ever, that's it, that's ever been to a bake sale or a arts and craft show knows everybody there wants to sell their stuff, but it's not it's not predominantly driven by profit motive. They want to sell their stuff because they want you to go. This is really good. 
I'm coming back for more, or I'm telling my friends for more. That's the motive in most cases when you're in the artisan world. When you're in the corporate world, it's 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 the, a corporation only has one responsibility, and it is to be self-perpetuating, i.e., profitable. So, mm-hmm. so people will say, "Well, there's people behind the the corporations and the people behind them." It's it's all about the paper. And when a corporation is formed, it only has one purpose, and that is to keep going. And it can only keep going if it's profitable. So you take the 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 goal is different between the corporate baker and the artisan baker. You you've just by the very nature of the two different playing fields they're playing in. So when when some of the things that get said on this podcast get said, understand that I at least I am saying it um in I, we're, we're using those two settings. And 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 I think um there is a lot of beauty, there's a lot of innovation, there's a lot of creativity in the artisan world of health and wellness. Yeah. Um but but it's a whole different world inside the medical industrial yeah. complex, and so I just wanted to uh, long winded, yeah. but wanted to set those ground rules. No, we we do have to set the tone because there are some people out there today that when you bring up this subject, that doctors don't even know uh, two thirds what they need to know when it comes to natural healing. They're they not even taught it. They're, I mean, it's no, not, even not part of the curriculum. Uh, Juniata, one of the top medical colleges in the country, doesn't teach anything on nutrition. And if you look into Ayurvedic medicine, you'll find that food combination is very important. But here in the US, they never talk about that. It's something like 68 to 70% of all diseases are caused by the way we eat. And so why would they not teach you? Uh, Well, they don't want you to. Um, And I want to say just one thing about corporations, LLCs, and things like this. The original reason that LLCs, you know, limited liability corporations or corporations or things like that were formed is they were originally created by the kings in order to get people, their nobles, to do deeds or things that they wanted done that would make the king look unpopular. So they would form a separate entity, go out and sack a village, let's say, and take everything they want. And, just, and then blame someone else. It's where false flags come from. Uh, and then the king could sit back and go, well, you know, I guess we're going to have to go to war now. <laughs> you know, and people, here we are, you know. Yeah, thank goodness eight, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, that never <laughs> happens. 800 years later, here we are. And so I just want to warn everybody today, if you're still a huge fan of <laughs> pharmacology, uh western medicine and by the way they all have their place i uh, we were talking in the green room before we started i spent 35 years in the pharmaceutical industry i did the big meetings had to sit down with oncologists and scientists and chemists and figure out how to show on a chart for their salespeople how this particular drug works in the gastrointestinal system so i know a little bit i know a lot of it when it comes to naturopathic medicine and i am telling you right here right now there are a lot of you who may be sitting here going well you know i have to go to a doctor well that's mm-hmm. fine if you need your legs set or you have really bad acid reflux or you have certain things that are emergency level yeah you should go to your doctor Good. but and uh, let's talk about this, uh, John, because we're we're laying the groundwork here. But if I go to a regular medical Western doctor, he'll give me a checkup. I'm 60 right now. And some of the things that I would mention to him, he'd be like, hey, you're in good health. Get out of here. You're doing great. But if I went to a naturopath, 
They'd say, you know, your liver needs some work. You have some problems there and it's building into something else. Or you have a moist uh, spleen, (laughs) you know, which I just got diagnosed with. Um, They will find all kinds of things because they want me at optimal health. So let's talk about this. You got into this because of your wife being sick. What did you do in those first steps? Because, you know, when you love somebody, you kind of panic sometimes. Well, first of all, let's not let the awesome band name Moist Spleen just slip by us. Because uh, <laughs> if, if somebody out there is looking for a band name, that's the Oi, Moist Spleen. It's, it's, it's a punk rock revival. My name is Ian from Moist Spleen. And whenever I'm in Vegas, I listen to 99.7 FM. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, um, So, so what I did when, okay. uh, I did not have truth be told. I did not have um, much, if any experience interfacing with the medical industrial complex or the, let's just call the, the other world, the artisan world, the hell I'll refer to that as the health and wellness industry. I am, I didn't have any any interest, any interest or any experience in either. Cause I was never needing to, I, I, I yeah. I'm relatively healthy and free of injury uh, my whole life. And we're almost identical. I just turned 58. So we're, uh, we're almost mm-hmm. identical in age. Right. Um, it wasn't until I met my, uh, my, my, my dear wife, Dawn, uh, we met in the music industry at the time she was walking with a cane. And at the time she was, had, had just been diagnosed with what she was told was multiple sclerosis. Um, well, we we became a couple, and um, as any good, you know, other half of a, of a partnership would would do, you know, I mean, her problems became my problems, her concerns became my concerns, and and I wanted a, uh, I wanted nothing more than to just help her. And uh, my wife is, um, uh, uh, when she listens to this, she'll get a little uh, crack of a smile. This my wife is amazing at many many things, but she's not the best. Um, negotiator or question asker. She, she, she is a, she is a used car salesman's wet dream. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it, it just, yeah. And, and, and I, I love the woman dearly, but that's just not one of her strong points. And so I would ask her questions. She'd go to a, an appointment or something, and I would ask her questions. You know, because because I'm, you know, I've always been. If someone tells me to take this thing or do this thing, my first question can be why. Not because I'm being a jerk. I just I want to know yeah. if you're telling me to consume something or or whatever. I, I want to know why I'm doing, um, as as I would hope any you know, um, just good discriminating discrimination is okay. By the way, that's that we've been made to feel afraid of that word. It's good right. to discriminate. It's 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 very healthy to discriminate. So uh, so so I you know I I just don't do things blindly. And I would ask her questions and and she wouldn't be able to answer them because she, like a lot of people, we were all, I I think both of us, if we're being honest, we were all programmed and conditioned to accept those those men and women in white coats with letters after their name as if they had some otherworldly level of knowledge that the rest of us didn't. And, and it always struck me as weird because we don't do that with any other profession. Like let's just take auto mechanics, you know, yeah. I mean, auto mechanics have shirts and they have their name on shirt that, you know, and they, and they have equipment and they've pretty much the same setting. Right. So, but, but no one thinks twice about questioning an auto mechanic and, you know, and, and if an auto mechanic were to look back at you and go, Psh, mere mortal, silly, silly human, yeah. for asking 
question. You know, yeah, I, I am I am the Lord God of all knowledge over the automotive knowledge base. You know, I mean, but that's kind of how the medical professionals, a lot of them act. Um, I have had so many medical professionals be downright irritated or um, offended that I would ask a question or 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 maybe offer up a, you know, I mean, it's, it's good to play. If we, if you and I are trying to diagnose and figure out a problem, it's good for one of us to, to do the whole devil's advocate thing, just so that we, we logically, you know, maneuver our way through what we have to talk and think through. And so it's, it's good to have someone bounce a, you know, a, a curveball off you. And, and, yeah. and they didn't, they, they didn't much appreciate that. And, um, and it really started to, and, and, and here I'll, 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 I'll end on this. This is when, my whole, um, I guess my whole approach changed um, pretty early on. I come from the entertainment industry, like we've been previously mentioned. I've um, I've been blessed or cursed, as it were, whatever, however you want to look at it, to work alongside and with some pretty big names in the music right. industry. And so I understand ego. I really do understand ego. In fact, in, in music, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this, ego is necessary. If yeah. there was no ego, music wouldn't get created, or yeah. the music that got created would be so boring and 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 and, and unlistenable. So we need ego. Ego is not a bad thing in a musical setting. Now, right. now we've all sat with you know you're a drummer, I'm a bass player. We 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 all know the guitarist, uh, the, the the guitarist mindset. Guitarists really like to hear themselves. Guitarists are 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 usually very egocentric. Not all, but you know, a lot of it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility that we might know an ex- egocentric guitarist or two, um, right. and, and 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 you can accept that. And and in a musical setting, you almost want your guitarist to be egocentric because the guitar parts are going to be better for it. But when you're in a setting where someone's life or well being is at stake, uh, we're not t- that, that's a, that's a little bit different than than creating a song. Or a piece of art, you're you're literally working out a problem that has someone's well-being at the helm of the responsibility yeah. at hand. And um, for ego to enter in that realm, I just think is almost inappropriate in in a lot of cases. And so that that really changed my approach to things. And so it wasn't long after that that I um, when I found myself in a room with someone that I you know, and this may sound arrogant, and I'm sorry, but a lot of times. Um, when I'm talking with medical professionals, I actually have more knowledge, experience, and perspective than they do. And that's um that's a unique situation. I can't say that i've I've been in that situation with auto mechanics or, yeah. or or bakers or cooks or anybody but 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 I find myself in that situation a lot with medical professionals and 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 it's because um, the template and and this this is a relatively new problem. Allopathic medicine. I don't know if, if many people know or or have heard that term before, but allopathic is what I just described. It is corporate commercial medicine. There is a wonderful, absolutely wonderful documentary called Rockefeller Medicine by a yeah. gentleman named James Corbett. Um, and and I would highly recommend everybody go and spend some time and watch that presentation because you really see how. Um, people will go. Well, why would they do that? Well, it's for profit and control, and, yeah. and 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 it's not conjecture. It's not conspiracy. It's not even um, far-fetched storytelling. This is like 
fairly recent human history, well documented, um, and and they yeah. and honestly, they're they're not that um, they're not that uh, they're not hiding anything. I mean, you can literally be shut down for practicing their theology without their license. You know, and, oh, and, you can be shut down if you bake loaves of bread and say they, they this this can cure most of your diseases because it's filled with these grains that and you know promote health. Yeah, think about why would an entity want to shut people down who are challenging and or maybe one upping them? Well, it's because of control and profit, and yeah. and if. If if we both have competing lemonade stands and your lemonade is more popular than my lemonade, you know what? You win. Yeah. You know, period. Well, they don't they don't like that. They don't no, want you're not competition. Like, no, 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 no. It's crazy what's going on. And people people don't know the history of the AMA, the American Medical Association, and all these and Rockefeller being involved and uh, you know, hemp and uh cannabis being removed. Our cash crop in America, folks, was not tobacco. Yes, it was one of them. Our cash crop in America was cannabis because every sailing ship on the planet used hemp-based sails, and the ropes were made of of cannabis hemp. And that's uh, that's where we get the term canvas cannabis. That's where it comes from. You know, the the first Model Ts Henry Ford made were a new form of fiberglass made from hemp. And so these were our cash crops, but they got eliminated between William Randolph Hearst and mm-hmm. uh, John Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller. Everything got hijacked and centralized control took place. Well, so and, now, and, yeah. yeah, and that happened, that, that happened for that, 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 that nasty little plant really posed a double threat to the powers that shouldn't be because on one hand, you had this really versatile and super low cost, high yield plant that in the textile world was a monster. I mean, you had rope and cloth and paper and all of that. But then in the pharmaceutical world, um, what are the three main reasons why people take drugs? They keep drugs, they take drugs because they can't sleep, they have anxiety, or they have pain. Right. You can argue pain and anxiety are the same thing. But anyways, those are really the three main reasons why most drugs are taken. And here you have this natural low cost high yield solution to that well you can't you know if, if if you're the paper industry and the pharmaceutical industry you can't have that well uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, if you ever go to a civil war museum uh they will show you the medical doctor's kits and if they're authentic look very closely most of the tinctures that the doctor is using uh are made from cannabis and hemp and because these salves could heal tumors and the tumors would drop right off the body, you'd rub them on, boom, or you'd take a, a couple of drops of it. This was part and parcel of every medical doctor's kit. You know, I grew up in a farming community and we had rose salve, which they used to put on cows because yeah, yeah. cows can't, they'll turn around and try and bite their, their cuts and they get them from the barbed wire fences. So they put a little rose salve on that and it would heal up. Well, we would use it too in the farming community. I don't have any scars in my body, even though I, I was a kid who got, you know, <laughs> bumped around a lot because of rose salve. Well, imagine using hemp salve, which I have used. It's incredible healing properties for the body. And, you know, they've, they've wiped out the history 
of this. And now everybody, you know, they're trying to bring it back and people are fighting and all this because it can heal you and and, calm you down. And people would go, you know, back back to an earlier thing that you brought up. You know, a lot of people would go, well, why would they want to do that? You know, why why would an industry want to keep you from getting better? Well, I don't know. Ask, you know, ask the guy who invented the car that ran on water or or Sterling, you know, the Sterling motor that literally runs on hot combustible air. Right. You know, I, I mean, like, like you that's why you can't buy any mechanical anything that lasts forever because if you did buy something that lasts forever, these business models that are built up around things like appliances and cars and stuff like that, that you don't have to do, but maybe 30 minutes of surface level research to find out most of the money's made on repairs and maintenance. Well, people, I, I find, you know, there, there are three camps in America. You either do your research on what somebody will call, well, that's a conspiracy theory. And you go down the rabbit hole and you find out it's true. Or the second type of person is they hear about it. They read a little bit about it, but it doesn't affect me in any way, shape or form. And then the third person, and this is the scariest person, is the person who is vitriolically angry that we're even discussing this. They don't believe in any conspiracy theories. Even if you show them mountains of evidence, they don't want to hear it. And unfortunately, the third person is usually violent and emotional about this because you're breaking their reality bubble. Yeah. Well, and As, and they they and they usually belong to the statist religion, which you know is the belief in statism yeah. here in the yeah. states. It's the belief that those individuals in the District of Columbia which literally is a completely separate sovereign by their words that, you know, area that, that is unlike anything else in the rest of the United States. Um, And, and they believe that they are there. They are ordained by God to rule over everyone. And, and, and in any, I'm surprised that in today's um, cancel ready culture, that stuff like that still gets a free pass. Like, how is the monarchy? You know, I mean, just 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 when when Queen Lizard Beast passed away, if that even really <laughs> happened at all. Like, like you had people like shedding tears. You, you you literally. I mean, this is not this is not conjecture. This is well documented. You had first of all, they're not even British. They're German. They 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 literally changed the the branding in 1917, I believe it was, because the the German narrative they created with the whole Hitler Hitler Nazi thing was starting to become a little bit pop unpopular. So they literally changed it. They used to be the House of Saxagatha. They changed their their name to the House of Windsor, became instantly British. They're self-proclaimed inbreeders because they believe their bloodline is so sacred, it is ordained by God to rule over everyone else who they refer to as their subjects. And how is that still passing? (laughs) Like in in 2023, when you you or I could get canceled for telling a woman that she looks beautiful. Yeah, or holding the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I, I want to say this real quick because people don't, focus on this but um you know the the crown in in england not the crown which is the financial sector i'm just talking about the royal family all monarchies of europe are related people don't know this whether it's greece whether it's italy whether it's you know england 
they're all related by mm-hmm. blood. That's number one. Number two. And that's a core tenet of their belief. Yes. They re- believe they should rule by blood. Second, yeah. the word Elizabeth actually means a uh, born from a lizard. Elizabeth. Uh, birth, Beth, Liz, lizard birth. That's actually what it means. <laughs> if you go back far yeah, enough, you, you can't find out the art. Yeah. Yo. And then the third thing I found hilarious is they were putting down any naturopathic uh, things and, and pushing, you know, the, the, for the, the queen. Well, the queen had three naturopathic doctors working on her constantly. That's why she lived so long. That's why she reigned for what, 60 years. She, was being taken care of by usually these things came from the East Chinese medicine. And uh, I have found over the past couple of years uh, to embrace Chinese medicine more and more and more because it's 5,000 years old. It's natural works on um, the, the ideology that there are five solid organs in the body and five hollow organs in the body. We have chi energy. We either have hot or cold running through us. If we eat too much meat, we're running hot. If we aren't eating enough protein, we're running cold, things like this. And they correct those things. And the meridians in the body, which I grew up learning about, all are nerve endings that lead to organs and keep those organs alive. So um, they don't want you to know about this. And let's let's get back to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You just gave a great, like, you just gave a great summary of of what uh, I guess is is commonly referred to as traditional Chinese medicine, which I think goes beyond China. It's just yeah. these these older, more um, anchored cultures pre corporatism. Um, it was just common knowledge how to live long and prosper, and 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 through trial and error, they figured they figured this out. And if you're going to, uh, if you are like John D. Rockefeller and you come in and, and you're looking for market share, which is, I mean, anybody that's going to argue that John D. Rockefeller's main drive was not market share is a moron because that was, I mean, he literally like was the king of market share. Um, you're not, you got to, you, you like market share is war, you know, marketing is but, war and you have to eliminate any well, possible enemy. If you've ever done any historical uh, research on John D. Rockefeller, he was an angry dude, number one. Number two, he hated basically what we would call peasants. <laughs> oh you know, he, he did not like people who, you know, uh, and he, him and Andrew Carnegie were constantly oh. at odds because he didn't like to be one-upped. He liked to have a monopoly. And uh, he's part of the reason why the United States uh, had to put laws into effect to stop monopolies because of him. Uh, but he also formed the Securities and Exchange Commission you know, for other various reasons. But <laughs> you may not know this, folks, but there is a drop of petroleum in every single medical shot, mm-hmm. product that you take, thing that you put in your mouth. Oh. Every single one has a drop of oil in it. And that comes from John D. Rockefeller. Rockefeller, yeah, yep, yep. So is. let's let's delve into. And you were saying, uh, "Live long and prosper." Um, I have my Star Trek communicator here. Oh, there the you old, go, the original. Uh, what I wanted to go into now is you. You're with your wife. 
she supposedly has MS, but what took you down this path to start to learn, to start to get her healthier, to work and learn? What happened? Well, again, I, 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 so I was, I think it worked to my advantage looking back at it, but I was coming into this complete novice um beyond a novice just completely green to 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 the way that the industry worked so i so it was really easy for me to spot patterns and i noticed early on that every single time she and i started talking to other people too just to get their experiences and you know just just doing research um it seemed very, very it took me very little time to realize that that business model only had three tools in their tool belt. They're either going to drug you, they're going to burn you through radiation, or they're going to cut you through surgery. It's either drug, burn, cut. That's, that's, they, they don't have any other, and all of those are reactionary, right? You know, they're, 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 they're not, you know, if, if you kept bringing your car to a mechanic with the same problem over and over again, if it's a good mechanic, He's going to say, look, here is how you can prevent this from happening. You know, you, uh, the best kind of mechanic once should look you in the eye and go, I hope I never see you again. You know, I, like, like, honestly, like, like I'll yeah. take your money, but I hope that I never see you again because that means your car is working and that's what we want. We want working cars. Uh, it, it, Drugging, burning, and cutting, again, all reactionary. So I started to look for the proactiveness. There was no proactiveness um, to be found in the medical industrial complex. Just a lot of what, again, very quickly became obvious to me. These are, um, everything was given a name. That's another thing that's really unique about the medical industrial complex. Like, Like every condition that you have is something you know like they give they give it a name like you, you know like, like you couldn't have i'm trying to think of like a, like a good analogy like like if you had a piece of you know your wall that was getting eaten up by termites you couldn't just simply have termites and get rid of the termites you would have like termitis you know <laughs> yes. they, they, they'd come up with some name of this thing and they call it a disease and then in order to manage this disease, you have to do this protocol, which may involve cutting, drugging, or or burning through radiation, instead of if you took the more um, traditional or, you know, homeopathic approach to that termite situation, you just go, I've got termites and I've got to get rid of the termites. It's an isolated problem. Let's deal, it, you know, let's, let's deal, it's in an isolated area. It's an isolated problem. And let's deal with that. I don't have a disease. I have a situation. Yeah. And, 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 and that changed the way that we um, hook advice. I'm glad you could see it that way because you know, I feel incredibly blessed. My dad was a chiropractor and right across the street was my best friend, Dieter. And his father was our top prominent physician in our town. And he was a brilliant surgeon and he had uh, his own private practice right across the street. So sometimes on a Friday night, you know, we'd go to the office, say hi to dad and, you know, go do our thing. But he was that old school doctor that would look at you and go, you know, all you need is vitamin C or, you know, you know, maybe, maybe this is, this is just temporary. Don't worry about it. Um, he wasn't so much pushing drugs or anything like that. 
Um, and that's the old school physician who was trying to help you out. And sometimes they, he would recommend patients to my father because, you know, they just had a hip out of place or they yeah, needed that, you know, something or something. Yeah. yeah an adjustment. Yeah, and we, on doctor's row, we all worked together. You know, my dad happened to be, you know, the guy who was more natural, uh, about everything. And so, uh, through the years I grew up, I guess maybe I, I, I didn't take all the, the lessons, but as I got older, I did get sick and I started to notice I was gaining weight. I was looking old. Um, there was a problem and I had to change everything. And I find that people like yourself, the, the way you learn a lot of times is you go through hell first and you step back and this is the thing you discovered just like you did. Um, it's an industrialized complex. There is only allopathic, which is one system for everybody. You know, if you have a headache, give them an aspirin, you know, uh, how about drinking some water? <laughs> yeah, which is which yeah. is like what ninety percent of the reason for all headaches is just dehydration to some extent. Exactly, and so it's little things like that where, and they found this out a few years ago. They found out all those open heart surgeries. There was something like thousands of open heart surgeries that were unnecessary one oh year, yeah. and the reason they did it is because an open heart surgery brings in three hundred thousand yeah. dollars per person. So these hospitals oh, will do it. anything to get that yeah. money. Imagine taking somebody, cracking their whole chest open, uh, rerouting their veins and cleaning stuff up just so you can make money. Not because they needed the procedure, well, but because uh, you wanted to make money. Well, like I said, it's one thing if you're an HVAC company and and, and you know and you and you come up upon you know you're called to a a job and it's a you know, a, a feeble old couple that seems to be pretty well off financially, and they really just have a, a $30 part problem that could be fixed very easily. But you go, you know what, you need to get a whole new unit, you know, and that's going to cost you, you know, $30,000 yeah. or whatever. It's one thing like, like, that's awful. And 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 when situations like that happen, they should be, you know, I, I hope that call it karma, call it justice, whatever, is served somehow, but it's awful. But at the end of the day, nobody's dying. When you pull that same type of behavior in a scenario like you just said, and 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 you and you and you're cracking people open, which I, I again I we could probably do a whole other episode just on diagnosis that what that word means and 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 how you know, your diagnosis, you and I, we're not even on opposite sides of, of, of anything, but you and I could look at a, a problem and have two completely different diagnoses. And, yeah. and, and we might both be kind of right. We, yeah. You might be wrong. I might be right. I might be wrong. You might, but you know what I mean? But just because I, we've also been conditioned that when these um, corporate overlords in their white coats with letters after their name issue their diagnosis that somehow that holds more weight than uh, a diagnosis that like you or I could give. Right. And, and, and it simply doesn't because like I said, I personally, and I, again, I'm just, I don't mean this to sound arrogant, but I've been in a situation, I've probably been in more situations than not where I happen to know more about the subject matter on hand than the medical professional that I'm supposedly there to seek counsel from. And, and I just always, you know, I don't want to be arrogant about it. And, 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 and we've been in situations with auto mechanics where you know more than the auto mechanic does, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
you know, yeah, I don't want to be a jerk. I'm not gonna get in a fight, but you just, you know, you kind of smile and you you bow gracefully out of the scenario and go, okay, yeah. seek counsel elsewhere. Good luck with it. Good luck with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, what was the first thing that you started to do with your wife that actually showed signs of recovery? Getting her off all prescription drugs. And why was that? What did you notice from that? I think that um, in her case, she was having functionality issues. She was having trouble with her her, her arms and legs working. Um, and I would hope that it is not foreign language to um, people in the health and wellness space when they hear me say something like, you know, most of the problems in the body are caused because of some sort of inflammation. And, 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 and I mean, inflammation is a huge factor in so many things. And um, I just, these, these drugs were having inflammatory uh, side effects that were not good. And they were also um, anytime, and, and this is something that we, again, you mentioned it, having to learn the hard way. Any time that you take a, a a natural biotic, I mean, biotic means life. Anytime you take a natural biotic environment and you put something artificial, man-made, foreign into it, there's going to be ramifications. Um, they may not always be catastrophic ramifications, but you can't walk up to a beautiful saltwater fish tank and, 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 and dump a perfectly fine Starbucks latte mocha in there um, and, and expect there to not be ramifications. There's probably going to be some fish die, some plant life be affected. I mean, something's going to happen as a result yeah. of that. And so um, using that fish tank analogy, because a fish tank is a very carefully balanced biotic environment and, and, and you just, you can't have something be off. And we in mass introduce so many foreign substances into our internal fish tanks, if you will, that, that it's, it's, it's stunning. It's stunning that there isn't even, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I just started looking at it. That, so getting her, getting her, you know, your question was, what, what was the first thing? Getting her off of any and all pharmaceuticals was the, was the first step. Um, and then she already was, she grew up in Colorado. She was, she was already kind of crunchy to begin with. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, it wasn't like she was pounding Big Macs and fast food all day long, but she, she, she had a pretty good sense of um, decent nutrition, but fine tuning it to where, um, you know, all removing all processed sugars. I think was it was a huge uh, taking out all processed sugars um, and and being very very mindful of sh sugars and the whole carb topic to begin with. Um, just you know the I mean that's we you know I I know I know that there's a there's there's a debate uh, you know it's several years old um, in mainstream anyways at this point about you know should the body be be burning you know sugars or should it be burning ketones and right. um, you know, and, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a valid discussion. But what I would say is the burning of sugars is a relatively new phenomenon in human existence because there didn't used to be uh, 
uh, you know, an ass load of sugars in everything that is being ate, drank, or, 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 or even rubbed on your bodies. Um, you know, there's just sugar is everywhere. And so, um, I probably tend to lean more towards, we're probably meant to burn ketones, um, versus sugar, but we will burn sugar because sugar is easy to burn. And it's yeah. also in, in abundance. And so, and so removing sugars was, was another big, big, big. So getting rid of pharmaceuticals, getting rid of sugar, which you could argue sugar is kind of a pharmaceutical in and of its processed sugar anyways. Um, and um, kind of, kind of removing the corporateness out of her intake of, of, of not just food, but just supplements and all of that. And really, um, really adhering to the rule of thumb that before you cram it down your pie hole, um, take a look at it. And is it in a natural form? Like, like would, would, would what I'm about to put in my mouth be found in that form naturally in nature? And, and if the, if the answer is no, you know, like a McNugget or something, you're not going to be walking through the forest and find a bush of McNuggets. So obviously those are man manipulated forms of food, not probably not a good idea. So so getting rid of pharmaceuticals, getting rid of sugars and, 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 and making sure that in, in almost every instance, everything that's going in or on is in its natural form. Those, those three things changed the game dramatically. Now you mentioned ketones. I'd like you to explain to our audience what that is. Cause I know, I know ketosis and um, what's the other one? Um, autophagy, things yeah. like that. So let's break that down a little bit because I started to realize my girlfriend and I, we were doing intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and we hit a state of autophagy right around, uh, I don't know, 48 hours. Yeah, ah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. And then you sustain it as long as you can. So let's let's delve into that a little bit because that's important. We're eating more than our ancestors ever. Oh my did. gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's almost, number one. Number two, almost you mentioned like sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, sugar, by the way. Well, I think it was to kickstart the United States after World War II. Hey, what are you going to eat for breakfast? Everything that comes from a farm. <laughs> Just yeah. shove it in your mouth, you yeah. know? Um, and nothing wrong with that. I love bacon and eggs and toast and avocado and all that. But there's sugar in everything now. Everything. everything. E- even secret sugars you don't see. And sugar mm-hmm. substitutes Natural that, flavors. Yeah, are killing people. So let's talk about ketones what is it how do you get there well so um you know i don't i don't claim to be an expert i'm i'm not an expert on ketosis but i do understand the basics and um i think we need to start with if we were living a natural ancestral existence um we would not be eating three times a day i think the eating three times a day thing is, is a load of bs it's it's consumer driven, profit driven. Um, that is not um, that's not how people ever ate prior to commercial existence. Um, usually, what would happen, and I don't think it's that far um, to 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 you know imagine this. Um, you would wake up, you would start your day, um, and you would either gather or hunt for food, and towards the latter part of the day after the gathering and the hunting was done, the bounty would be brought in and, and you'd process and feast upon it. And, um, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be waste because you couldn't afford to, to waste. So everything was, you know, everything was consumed. We weren't just even something as simple 
simple as like the way we eat meat right now, we just eat the pretty little flowers of meat. The muscles, yeah. yeah, we, we, We don't, you know, but back in the day, everything went in the pot. So you're getting the collagen, the gelatin, the marrow, all of that stuff was, 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 was consumed. And so, and we were eating maybe once a day, um, maybe once every other day, depending upon how the hunting and gathering went the following yeah. day, you know? And, and so, so we gotta, we gotta start there with how we were eating. And when you, you mentioned autophagy and autophagy is this state that the body goes into um, after being, and I and and I and I, I actually would love to have this conversation with somebody who understood it better than me. But I wonder if the state of autophagy isn't also a fairly modern phenomenon, because I would bet back in the day, um, most people were in a state of autophagy, which is as I understand it and have experienced it. When you start denying your body of the carbs, sugars, you know. We, you're you're and it doesn't have any of that to burn it it starts to go into its own reserves as as it will and 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 you and you start to burn ketones which seems to be the more natural way that the body um is is designed the body as as far as i know the body has wasn't designed and doesn't appear to be designed um, for those of you that want to argue creationism versus whatever, um, but the the body doesn't seem to be set up to efficiently burn sugars like and and yeah. and sugars wouldn't no, no, the kind of sugars we're talking about anyways aren't naturally found in native. We're not talking about fruit and stuff like that, which yeah. wasn't a huge part of many people's diet. It was more of a of a, of a delicacy or a treat, if you will. Right. But most of most of most of the the main diet was historically meat berries, nuts, um, you know, vegetables. What has taken place is, you know, the food industrialized complex. You know, we make food in America. We don't harvest it. (laughs) You know, just that word alone, the food industry. Um, I think before the Renaissance, something like, or around that era, 98% of people in the world were indulging in prepping food, baking bread, uh, raising cattle, things like that. So you're right. People um, had to go all day hunting, gathering, preparing. All they had with them were a little bit of nuts and berries. And so this idea that we have a modern idea right now called it um, intermittent fasting. And it works. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a very healthy way to eat. Yeah, but it is a trend that is popular now because we're actually getting back to our roots and we're all overweight in America. So what we're calling autophagy and ketones and all these buzzwords, uh, we're trying to get back uh, to the way we were and and uh, counterattack all the sugars in our diet. They're in everything. They're in tomato sauce. They're, in, you know, they're in milk for God's sake. Everything. Yeah. And, it, it, and should, it should be noted too that when the body is in the state of autophagy, it is especially when it's in a state of autophagy and and during sleep while in autophagy is yeah. when it's, it's it's healing at its most optimal and efficient levels. And and I'll explain to people what, what autophagy is as intermittent fasting takes place. So here's here's what you do. And uh, one of the people I follow is Dr. Berg. He's a chiropractor uh, and he has a YouTube channel that's pretty phenomenal. But when you stop eating for 72 hours, let's say, uh, 
what happens is, and some of you are listening, you're going, what, what, how, how can I, how am I going to survive? You will trust me. Um, you can get up and have some tea or coffee like you usually do, but you don't eat any food for three, four days. You can sip tea, you can do whatever, but here's, here's what he recommends. Um, you, he has an electrolyte kind of drink. You, you do need electrolytes and that keeps you from getting those hunger pangs. Um, I sip, and you're going to love this. I sip bone broth when I'm doing intermittent fasting. Um, I just heat it up. You know, I get the chicken bone broth, heat it up, get it organic. Um, I put a little bit of Himalayan salt in it, pink salt, and I will sip that all day into the evening and go to bed, get up the next day. Um, and once you hit autophagy, what autophagy is, is when your body says, okay, you're not feeding me. I got to find a resource uh, to burn calories, to get whatever. And so it starts to go after your fat stores and you start to shrink little by little. But here's the key, and this is the secret. It attacks cancer cells. It attacks uh, any kind of disease that you have in, in you. And they found that intermittent fasting is like this savior that nobody knew about. Uh, and, and what has taken place is like people are getting healthier and healthier because let's let's face it, John, when you go into any supermarket, even the organic ones, there are probably, I mean, when I last checked, and this is probably 10, 15 years ago, the FDA had approved over 15,000 carcinogenic chemicals to be placed in our food supply as a preservative. But they care so, about you, Brad. Yeah, yeah. they care about they, us. They care about you. These chemicals keep sustain the enzymatic activity that's in, let's say, a loaf of bread or you know some fresh vegetable they spray it or whatever. Enzymes is how we get that nutrition out of food. But if you put a preservative on this, you know, let's say bread, that's the most common. They they fill it full of stuff so it doesn't get moldy and doesn't go bad. What happens is it's there to keep the bread from breaking down. And so when you put it in your mouth, your stomach acid is having trouble breaking through the chemicals that are there to keep that bread on the shelf for four weeks. And so what happens is a lot of you have gut problems right now. And this is why we yep. have crap in our food as a preservative. I hate to be crass. And when you go on intermittent fasting, this resets everything, our biofilm in our body, our, you know, you know, our gut bacteria, everything gets reset. And the longer you do it, you'll be shocked. You'll not only will you drop weight folks, but you will look younger, 10 well, years younger. And, you know, I've gone, I don't know how, how, how long you've gone, but I, I've, I've gone almost six days fasting and I could have gone longer. I honestly, there was a family event and there was a beautiful meatloaf there and it had to be eaten i'm sorry it has to be <laughs> it, 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 but but you know i think most people have heard of fasting in a religious sense yes um, it, it's a religious practice and there's a good reason for that one um you you might argue it's you know it is at least in the older um more sane um reason-based religions they thought of the body as a temple and they wanted to take care of that body. And that's what they were doing. 
But when you when you get past the state of autophagy, which I think is, you know, anywhere from 48 to 72 hours in, in, in that ballpark, but let's just say when you get beyond 72 hours, um, you reach a state of mental clarity that is um, yeah. it's, like all I can say is there's a reason why um, traditional monks and, 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 and traditional religious people seek that practice because you do, it does, like you mentioned, it resets, your body is resetting and, um, anything, you know, we're, we're, we're biochemical battery, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. It of course is going to affect you mentally. And the, the degree of mental clarity that comes from the long fasts, I mean, there's, there, there are people who they, 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 they seek it so passionately because it is the, it is it is literally the source of their inspiration their their mental inspiration what what surprised me john and i have to jump in here and you probably have experienced this too is the amount of energy i had oh yeah, yeah. when i went even the first day that i would start it i would be alert i'd be wide awake i'm thinking what but i learned this a long time ago there are two kinds of carbohydrates ladies and gentlemen one is the complex carbohydrate which is broccoli spinach you know things like that then there's the simplex carbohydrate which is pasta and rice and potatoes and the the simplex carbohydrate is what you want to avoid and uh because a lot of people your body shifts and starts to get its energy from those carbohydrates those simplex carbohydrates well i tested this for myself i was a, a martial artist and i stopped you know, I was having trouble with my cardio, you know, I was fighting in the ring and I would try to do five rounds and I'd be gassed all the time. And one day I just said, you know what, I'm going to give up sugar in my coffee for, and all I did was one week, all of a sudden I could stay in the ring for, for five rounds, three minute rounds. And it's like, is that all it took? And I trained my body to stop living on pasta and bread and all these other things, and just live on vegetables, green leafy vegetables, good organic meat that hasn't been injected with, you know, hormones. And I found my body literally didn't get tired. I felt great. Um, you, you, I dropped weight, everything. And it's it's that simple. Uh, did you find that to be true as well? Absolutely. You know, back in, in 2016, each year I set a little, uh, goal for myself just it's just a a thing i do with myself i give myself a a big goal and in 2016 um my goal was i was not going to purchase food from retail anymore um and so since since then i haven't all of my meat uh, i know exactly where my meat's coming from i know the farm i know the farm the person that processed all of my meat all of my beef all of my pork all of my chicken um, and occasionally some turkey and some deer. Um, but I know where all of my raw dairy is coming from. Um, I know where all of my eggs are coming from. And I know where all of my produce is, is coming yeah. from. And, and, and I, um, the best part and the best part of going through that process was all of the relationships that came as a result of going, I mean, it's, and anyone can do this. And I, and I really encourage people to do this. Like, like if, if you want to start somewhere, just start with something easy, like eggs. I don't care if you live in the middle of downtown Manhattan, 
there's somebody within 30 minutes yes. of you that, that that is that has got eggs and just don't buy the eggs from the store anymore yeah. but from the producer that that made them and get to know what they fed those chickens and, you, and yeah. you're going to find that that not only first of all you're establishing incredibly important relationships because um you're going to you know the people that tend to do this type of of work tend to be lovely people in general um, yeah. you know yeah and and secondly they're 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 health minded themselves most often more often than not uh third when you look at the 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 cost everyone talks not everyone but a lot of people mention it's so expensive to eat healthy it's really not my it's beef not. my beef when i buy an entire cow it costs me about $5 a pound and wow. and and i'm and i'm talking like like when you average it out it's about it's about five, it's about $5 a pound and um, I don't know, uh, what, even if you're buying like the the gross diseased meat that is usually found in supermarket shelves, um, you know, try and find meat for five dollars a pound. It's it's yeah. not expensive. It's not expensive to, to to buy from the source. It's always going to result in a better outcome for you because your deer absolutely going to be eating better. Yeah. And those relationships, I can't stress, like you're going to learn you're going to learn so much more than you knew before about mm-hmm. that and other things. People that are, people that are doing eggs are usually just not doing eggs or doing other yeah. things. Yeah. And I don't know. I, like I said, I, I, I do, I do go into stores. So if any of you see me in a grocery store, don't go, you know, like I do go in there for napkins or, you know, if yeah. I have to buy batteries or something like that, yeah. but, I, but I, but you won't, you won't catch me buying hey. soon. And this has become more important today, folks. If some of you are sitting here going, well, what's it matter if I have Kellogg's cornflakes one day? And what does it matter if I cheat a little? Um, you know, these things don't leave your body. A lot of the toxins we have in our food supply today do not leave your liver. This what is why people matter have... if I smoke crack just once a week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cirrhosis, believe it or not, um, so that's the hardening of the, uh, the channels inside the liver. Um, I know people who've never drank a drop of alcohol a day in their life, and suddenly they have cirrhosis. How did that happen? Well, there's so much junk in our foods. It's not funny. Um, I do want to mention this. My, I, I uh, belonged to a spiritual group in New York City for many, many years, and uh, all my friends were into this, and and they belong to co-ops. And I'll never forget this one day, a friend of mine, uh, Rick and Valeria, they go, oh, well, we have to go pick up our foods. Uh, you know, once a month we get our food from a food co-op. And I'm like, what's this all about? So I was over at their house. They had so many fruits and vegetables. <laughs> I'm like, how in the heck? You don't have a, they had a second refrigerator. That was the only way they could do it. But they, I forget what they were paying a month. I think it was like 300 a month to belong to a food co-op. And if you look at your grocery bills, folks, and the taxes you have to pay and all this other stuff and the chemicals that are in the food, it's sometimes better to belong to a food co-op. My girlfriend and I, we were buying our meat organically when we were living up in Denver. Um, And, and each, each month, it costs us, I think $175 a month, uh, 150 to 175. And if we looked at our regular meat budget for the, the, wherever we were shopping, um, we are actually saving money. You know, between the two of us. So it was, you can find these solutions uh, out there. And they're easier than most people think. A lot, I think a lot of people are daunted by, you know, they'll hear, they'll hear someone like me go, well, I just don't buy my food from stores. 
Well, I have many reasons for doing that. One, you know, at some point, the stores aren't going to be, at some point, the stores aren't going to be there at all. But we, I think we will, we will very shortly see a day, um, you know, especially, you know, we're, we're entering into the new season of America's Next Top President. So, um, you know, <laughs> so, 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 so certainly during that season, tremendous. I, I, I can't tremendous. imagine that there won't be any sort of a, you know, any sort of catastrophes, dramas, or or front page news um, things, but yeah, someday those stores aren't aren't going to be there. Someday those stores may be there, but they can't get the things that they once got before. Someday those stores are going to be there, and they may not have the means to take your electronic payment. You know, I mean, yeah. So, so there's there's a lot of reasons to to go. If you like eggs, if you like meat, if you like produce, if you like dairy stuff, you should probably find a source other than a store to get those things because yeah. we just take for granted that that you know the old grocery store is always going to be there and um you know if, if anyone remembers the great toilet paper scare of a few years ago um you know imagine when it's not just toilet paper imagine you know when it's chicken and things like that well i'll let everybody in on a little secret and 98 percent of you don't know who klaus schwab is or the world uh, economic forum you'll, you'll own nothing and love it yeah. And so they are dictating terms for the United States and working uh, very closely with the WHO uh, through the UN. And so they're dictating terms. So they have predicted, or actually they have mandates now that by the year 2030, your meat intake will be brought down intentionally. And so I looked at this stats and it's kind of like two bites of meat a day you're allowed. The rest are going to be crickets ground up. And for those of you who don't know, we cannot digest cricket shells, even if you grind them up. So people are going to have a lot of new health issues coming down the pike from your intestines being scraped. And on top of that, uh, they are going to outlaw meat by 2040. And this is this is written down. I'm not making up a no, conspiracy no, no. You, theory. You, you absolutely speak the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. They, this is all written down. This is the mandate. Um, I'm getting at a guy on my show. He's doing a documentary in Michigan, and he asked hundreds and hundreds of people if they knew about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. And 98% of the people didn't know anything about it. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. And they're dictating terms for the United States when the United States is officially bankrupt. Our food supply is being taken control of by several uh, foreign uh, interests, uh, not just Bill Gates, but a lot of these farmlands. And a lot of you might be rolling your eyes and sitting here going, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, or you've gone off the bandwagon or whatever. Well, they, they have to save money or make money. That's all they care about. And one of the ways that they they need us, the peasant class, to be compliant, controlled and compliant. And one of the things that they're pushing for is if you die, especially baby boomers, before you collect Social Security, that's a profit for them. And if you don't think that they would do that to us, you're naive. That's all I have to say. Look at and, and, and to that end, look at the age group of the deaths that they admit to. I mean, I, I think. A lot of people still don't know about the VAERS system, which is the FDA yeah. and the CDC co-managing 
and they will and and they literally rank the vaccination deaths by manufacturer as if that's not arrogance times 10 i believe yeah. I, I believe pfizer is still coming in this week at number 1 um with with you know no no number 2 i think it's it horrible Moderma. but but the, they and they they tell you that the the stats that you're seeing on that website only represent 1% of what is actually going on so they've self admitted to about 3 million covid vaccination deaths they are admitting that i mean that's what they're admitting to and if you look at the age group of those that died it's right about the time for payout you know exactly as, and they're doing as, this as on if purpose. it was organized that way i don't know I well don't know. folks you hmm. don't know you may not know this but your birth certificate is used to obtain a loan uh when you're born and uh at the end of your life they tally that sheet up back to the bank of england and they, you know, there's either a transfer of money or a profit, one or the other. And if you died before that contract is fulfilled, they get to keep your money. So a lot of people don't know this, but this the truth is coming out every single day about this. But but Brad and John, that sounds uh, that sounds outrageous. Let me. Uh, you mentioned earlier. I mentioned earlier in this conversation that a corporation is a, is a commercial entity. Um, certification of anything. Certification is a commercial tool. Um, right. you, you, you would never, there is no such thing as non-commercial certification. C certification <laughs> is only a commercial tool. And so when I'm surprised more people don't connect these dots, but even having a birth certificate by default turns you, your name into a commercial entity. So yeah. why in the world, if, if anyone doubts what Brad just said, why then were you turned into a commercial entity? That's correct. Just, I mean, was it, was it just for fun because people at the, at the hospitals had nothing else to do and they just decided, Hey, let's take these cute little babies and turn them into commercial entities. Well, there was no such thing as a birth certificate. I think, um, before the 1900s, you, you received a Bible with a certificate inside the Bible, hand calligraphied, that people were there to see the live, they witnessed a live birth of yeah. this person. And they changed all that through the years in order to, you know, when you don't have gold in Fort Knox to back up the dollar, what do you use as collateral on that money? Because well, money cannot money cannot exist unless it's borrowed into existence well if so only get, you could turn humans into cattle and those cattle um all of the the ec economic figures that each piece of cattle generates that that should that could be a, a source of some math that could work yes, in your it could. if you're a if you're a commercial entity i literally feel like we're in a bad dystopian science fiction novel as you peel back these layers and people are scared to go down this road but this is well, what we, has happened well we are but you know what the the, the 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 something that i just don't think enough people realize is we have the like everything we talk about they you know and, and and a lot of people argue over who they is but let's just say i'm saying they is the corporate government structure okay they absolutely need our attention more than anything else they need us to they need our attention they need they need our energy they 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 need us the worst their worst nightmare is if we just stopped 
paying attention to them. And this is something, and, and this is, you know, they, if, if, if I have any parting words, I, 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 will, I will say this. My hope is that more people, as a result of conversations like this one, realize that it's not, there's, there's, there's no conspiracy going on. Um, there's a whole lot of manipulation. There's a whole lot of deceit. There's a whole lot of profiteering going on. But um, at the end of the day, we are all, every single one of us, are in some level of abusive relationship with with them, with the state. Yep. And there's so much, like, there's only one way. We've all known people in abusive relationships. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, even the most abusive relationships that I've seen pale in comparison to what the state is doing to each and every human being that 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 it has its its grimy little tentacles around but there are so much there's so much that each of us can do to to get out there's only one way out there's only one way to deal with an abusive relationship and that's to leave and 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 I know it's different for everybody but if if anyone is interested this isn't a shameless sales pitch but if you go to theredpillrevolution.com forward slash guide, I've put together the Red Pill Revolution Anti-Dependency Guide. And it's a it's just a knowledge share. I love, I love finding out new things that make me go, oh man, I didn't know that. That's so cool. And uh, you know, and now I know that and I can apply that. And I just tried to take as much of that stuff that I know and put it into one document. And it talks about water, it talks about light. EMF electrosmog, grounding, what healthcare is, um, sourcing of goods and services, the difference between physical goods and digital goods. I know it sounds ridiculous, but no, but it's you know, true. But, but but you know, but, but to 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 all you you know to all you uh, Bitcoin um, fans out there, the next time that you're hungry, how about I give you a digital taco and tell me how that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how you're how you're hungry but you know anyways the redpillrevolution.com forward slash guide go download the anti-dependency guide there's there's i even the most seasoned um skeptical dude like us or or dude s as it were don't want to want to leave the ladies out um even even the most skeptical season is going to find something in there that makes them go oh I yeah is that so, so i it's a, it's a knowledge share and it would it would do my heart good to uh, have have people read that and then pass it on to to other people. Uh, real quick before we close, I'm I'm going to ask you a lightning round of questions. But yeah. first, I wanted to ask you this: um, water is incredibly important, more than That's people actually. Probably my biggest re- passion, pro- pageant subject yeah. of all. And I'll I'll tell you this quick story. We bought a Berkey filter uh, when we were living up in Denver, and I'm drinking the water. And I'm like, oh, this tastes so good, and then took about three, four weeks, and all of a sudden, I'm tasting stuff in the water. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So we got, um, I think we got a true water triple osmosis device, mm-hmm. and um, uh, pure. It was a pure device. And so we got that, and we started doing our research, and we found out that all waterways in Colorado are contaminated. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we couldn't believe it. We we're like, and the Berkey couldn't handle it. That's what I was tasting. My uh my my wife the MS she grew up in Fort Collins Colorado and in that area that is the epicenter for um not just MS but you know neurological diseases it's ground it's ground zero so there's 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 something to the yeah. water being contaminated there well folks you know the there's 
you can dial in on some of these devices the pH level you want for your water. And to get and what pH is is the amount of hydrogen, potential hydrogen in a water. So what uh and that makes it either acidic or alkaline. Uh, alkaline. And so you can make your water in these devices so acidic that you can clean your counter with it without using any any detergent. Or you can make your your water so alkaline if you drink it, you'll just pardon me, you'll poop your brains out. So you the water is so important and the people at the top of these corporations that make our food and and you know create fast food restaurants all this they don't eat their products just want to let you know that uh they drink you know good water they they eat good food while they serve us junk um and so you you talk about this water is like your passion project what do you what do you recommend for people because water uh, is far more important than people realize i went to um i live in a i live in a small uh beautiful um, very, very artsy town west of Nashville, Tennessee, and a uh, beautiful community of people, lots of different types of people, but it's very much a community. Everybody's got everybody's back regardless. Um, I've seen it proven time and time again. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this, but um, every county in the U.S. has um, multiple water districts, and there will always be one water district that is the um, that take the hit for the whole county, and they are the ones Sometimes other ones will, but there's always at least one that is putting hydrofluoric silicic acid into the water, um, a.k.a. what most people call fluoride. Um, well, guess what? It was my water district. Now, this is years and years and years ago. And I went to my water board, um, sat down with them, three older gentlemen. Um, I was the first person in over three years that attended one of their meetings. They were really excited to have somebody else there. I... Um, I said, hey, look, I've got a wife who suffers from um, uh, neurological issues and autoimmune disease. Um, and I would really, uh, as your customer, I would like to ask you, why are you putting this in the water? And they didn't know. They just always had. Um, I, I asked if there was any mandate from the state uh, or the feds. They said no. Um, I asked if I could watch the process uh, be done. They said yes. And I watched, um, they took me back and there was a gentleman who was in full, um, but, you know, hazmat suit. Um, yeah, you have to be. <laughs> with, 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 with a big, you know, uh, rubber gloves, everything, a big 50 pound bag of hydrofluoric silicic acid, which he was putting into the main water supply, which was then going and being piped into people's homes. And I asked, I said, why is the guy in a hazmat suit? And he's like, well, because it's, you know, it's ex extremely corrosive. And, uh, and I was like, well, that, um, that doesn't seem, um, very, now I already knew the story behind this. Um, people are going, they're putting corrosive stuff in the water. Where is that corrosive stuff coming from? It's coming from the aluminum industry. Hydrofluoric silicic yep. acid is, is a byproduct of the aluminum industry. And, um, there was back in the forties, early fifties, um, is when this all went down, the aluminum industry was actually dumping that stuff and was killing people in the areas that this was getting into the groundwater and, and people were dying. So I had to find something else to do with it. And um, they actually there, and this is, this is well-documented. There's been many books written on it, but there was a kind of an unholy deal struck between the aluminum industry, the water infrastructure and the dental industry who would possibly benefit from corrosive water. Hmm. 
Gee uh, whiz. Tell yeah, me yeah, more, can't, John. Can't, can't, can't even imagine. But anyway, so I asked my water department to, to please stop doing this. Um, and they said, well, well, we'll look into it. So I get, you know, it's a once a month yeah. meeting. I went back the next time I went back. Um, again, I was the only person that came to a meeting within three some odd years, right? The next time I'm back, there's all over 24, 25 people in that room. They're all from the state. Um, lots of, lots of officials. Um, I didn't even know that the state of Tennessee had a department of oral health. And, mm-hmm. um, and the, the, the woman who was the director of the department of oral health was one of the most smug, unfriendly people I'd ever met before. Um, so I, I, I gave her the chance to, to correct her, 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 her unniceness. And, um, before I asked her, um, the Department of Oral Health, um, is there a Department of Anal Health? Is there a Department of Vaginal Health? Is there a Department, you know, I mean, I went through all the orifices in the body. Nope, nope. Yep. Only or- Interesting that there's an or- a Department of Oral Health. Why is the state of Tennessee uh, the slightest bit concerned with oral health? Of all the orifices, you know, why why, 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 why that particular orifice? Why does that need need a, need a need, need its own office and, and, and staffing and all? And again, it's just to it's just to uphold this deal with the aluminum industry and the dental yeah. industry. Oddly enough, there were many dental professionals in that. How did all those people get called? This is a meeting in a small, small town that no one attended for three and a half years. And now, the, uh, once I was there, asked one little series of questions. The next month, the me- the room is filled with with state officials and yeah. and dent, and dent, and dental professionals and all this. there because little old me was trying to uh to 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 to, to just ask I, you know and i and I, I at the end of the meeting i reminded all of them that regardless of whatever lawyer of uh, scenarios they're using dosing people medically which i had on tape i i recorded the whole meeting and all the state people were telling me that i couldn't record i was like I'm recording it. I'm telling you right now, I'm recording it. And unless you physically come and take this out of my hands, which you're not going to do, um, I'm going to record this. I have it on. I have audio clear as day audio recordings where I've got state officials saying that they're doing it for medical reasons. It's it's for it's to prevent fluorosis. And, 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 and it's illegal to dose people medically against their consent. And every single person that is receiving water from that water district is being dosed without their consent. So anyways, long story short, I said, well, if you're not going to um, if you're not going to uh, take this out, then I'm going to stop being your customer. And I, I, I closed my account and dug myself a well. And ever since that day, I have uh, I have. Every drop of water that has gone in my body, and I've been religious about this, every drop of water that's gone in my body has come out of my ground. I distill it um, to take everything out of it. I could show you jars of of solid, non-dissolved solids that are now solid um, that I've taken out of the, the distilled water. And that is every stone, kidney, or otherwise that I that I and my family will not have because again i live i live in a town whose last name has the word springs in it it's known for healing waters and you should see the non-dissolved solids i pull out of the water that is that is clean by nature i mean like like i i measure you know the you know I, my my dissolved you know parts per million is is just without distilling it is is low low 100s which is still you know high but yeah. i mean you can go into nashville proper davidson county you can get like four or five hundred readings on there that water is absolute garbage and so 
Um, distilled water has probably been hands down the greatest medicine I've given myself or my or or my family and pets. By the way, um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it's and and, and it's and, and and even if you buy distilled water from the store, it's curiously cheaper than the crappiest of sodas that you can buy. It's funny, uh, folks. If you don't if you don't realize how important water is. If you are getting to a certain age and your hip, you get a broken hip or broken bone for no reason, you're probably been programmed to believe it's because you're getting old. The reality is, is they have chlorine in the water. Chlorine causes osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. um, fluoride has been attributed to 55 diseases, all of them mostly cancers that we have today. So your tap water, the your your safety boards, who are supposed to protect you are not protecting you. They're doing this because there's so much fluoride coming from the aluminum industry because everything's aluminum now. Um, they don't know what to do with it, you know, and they're not going to take a rocket ship and put it in the sun. They use us as a filtration system because they're not allowed to dump it into waterways. Did you know that? So they put it into they put it into municipalities and filter it through human beings. In order to shoot it into the sun, you'd have to find a uh, an agency that can actually shoot a rocket straight up. And I don't think we've seen any of that. I, I we've seen, never uh, seen that uh, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the rockets seem to arch into the ocean. Hmm. Yeah, we're we're not going to talk <laughs> about that today. Maybe you can interview somebody from Never a Straight Answer. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's a good. <laughs> I like that one. Um, our our waterways are just polluted oh, because this is a bad. prime example of corporatism. And if you're in the dental industry and all this, I know you want to fight me on this, but there's a big difference between applying medical, uh, you know, fluoride, medical based fluoride directly onto the teeth, which we don't need, by the way, um, directly onto the teeth, as opposed to drinking it every single day. Okay cooking making our our coffee with it soaking things like this when, soaking in it when you raise um when you put fluoride into water and you heat it up what do you think that does inside your system so i started taking you're gonna love this i started taking copper sulfate in my coffee and what copper sulfate does or any kind of copper uh good copper not the you know, the bottled kind yeah. that you get off the shelves. It grabs fluoride and flushes it out of your body, grabs it. And a lot of times when people do the copper for the very first time, they feel like they're going to throw up. It makes you nauseous, even a couple of drops. Yeah. And yeah. it's because it it sucks yeah. the fluoride out of you. And you're like, oh, that's it. So I've been taking copper for almost two years now. It darkens your hair, gets rid of wrinkles, gets rid of joint pains, things like that. Decalcifies and, your pineal gland and, yep, and, and, and other hormone-producing glands. It also reverses multiple sclerosis. There are over 20 known causes of death that are caused by copper deficiency. Copper, magnesium, zinc, calcium, mm -hmm. these are all missing from our diet. Um, I'm going um, <laughs> to send you- used to be in the soil. Yeah. Well, I'm going to send you, um, I did an interview with Dr. Wallach, Joel Wallach, mm -hmm. who was nominated for a Nobel prize for micronutrition. And he 
looked back at these studies from 1934 where they did soil samples all across the United States, and they found that our soil was so depleted of, of the natural things that we need in the soil to survive that go into our food that it literally, they handed the whole farming industry over to the chemical industry to try and solve this. And that's why we have so much chemicals in our food. They just throw anything in. They don't care. But we're yeah. we're missing the bio, you know, um, the bioorganisms that are necessary to sustain life in our soil. From Massachusetts to Alaska, it's missing. Well, and yeah. well, this is I, scary. Yeah, t- t- tilling the land has a lot to do with it. You should never till. Um, that 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 just that just kills the the topsoil. And we, you know, I, I don't mean to be crude. I know you understand this, but um, the 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 way that our system works is is you have animals on the top shitting and pissing, which is nitrogen and a lot of other things that need to be in that soil for that soil to continue to be as right. life-giving as it is. And the second, w- w- when when industry took, you know, farmers for years were, were just new to rotate, you know, they'd, they'd have plots of land and they'd have their 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 livestock here. And, 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 and they and would then, follow. Then, <laughs> then they'd move it, they'd, they'd move the livestock and they would allow this to grow, you know, and, and, and they, they, you know, a lot of, a lot of them kind of did a, like a four, like they had four plots of land that they just keep moving yeah. there. Yeah, and that is to allow the soil to replenish. And the only way soil replenishes is if you've got animals on the surface shitting and pissing and and, and passing yep. through seeds and all the other things that those animals are well, eating. It's necessary. It's, that's called fallowing, fallow the land, F-A-L-L-O-W. I grew up in a farming community and they would, if you've ever driven down the highway and you see like almost like a chessboard of um, green and soil, green and soil, you know, our, our product and soil, you know, corn, soil. And so you see these square patches where it's barren, they are following. So they're taking that area and they're, they're dumping, uh, they use spreaders with manure and you can either inject it into the soil or spread it through the air. The spreading through the air part is what you smell when you drive through, you know, farm country. Um, but you're right. That topsoil has to get those deeper minerals and and things that come from you know animals defecating. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and, and it just goes to show, you know, and and, and I mean, everybody is going to have their own religious or non-religious spin on it, but it just goes to show that um, whoever, whatever, um, designed this ecosystem, it really is brilliant. That you know, we think of things like urine and feces as waste. Um, it, it, there's 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 purpose to it there, yeah. there's purpose there's purpose to urine there's purpose to feces and 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 at least in the application we're talking about it is it's built in fertilizer that is necessary for the soil to maintain its health absolutely john gusty it's been a fascinating conversation here on awakened nation uh i want to thank you for being on the show my friend Oh, thank you for your time, man. This has been a fantastic conversation and, and very yeah. necessary, and I'm glad you made time for it. Sure. Maybe next time we'll talk about urine therapy. Um, so <laughs> I've, I've got stories. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a lightning round of questions real quick, uh, and it's a lot of fun, and we get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite memory? 
My favorite memory was the, I have two boys, uh, 26 and 18. And when my first son was born, um, the moment he was put into my hands and, and our eyes locked, it was when I learned the, the, the meaning of the word humility, uh, everything that I, I couldn't have been more selfish in that moment. I was a musician. I had a career in music. I was all me, 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 me. And when that little guy got put into my hands by like instantly, I felt it, I felt something flip and, and I'll never, uh, I'll never forget that moment. It, it, cha- it changed me profoundly. Soul to soul, my friend, it makes you better dead. Yeah. Um, my second question is, uh, is there anything that, uh, you do that you're passionate about that we don't know about you? Um, I, I, I love, I love, cre- I love creating lasting things, uh, content, if you will, would be it. I, I, I write, I write songs, I write words, I create video, I create audio. I, I, I just, I passionate about leaving behind um information clues insights into i mean all of us live you know whether we believe it or not we all live these really rich existences and i want i, I want my kids i want my grandkids i want my great grandkids to have little pieces of 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 who i was and um and that's in, i don't mean that in an egotistical way i just no. it, 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 i you know it, it, every day i want to leave something you know i want to leave yeah. something I want, I want, I want to, I want to, you know, I, I want to be in the asset column of life, not in the deficit column of life. Um, I guess we call that legacy. You want to leave a good legacy for your family. Yeah. That's something good. like that. Uh, my third question, maybe this seems, uh, whatever. Uh, do you have a favorite movie that, that you just love that maybe tells the truth? Um, I, I, do not I've, I've i've tried to be consistent and i do not um i don't consume um corporate media content i don't i don't drink their water i don't eat their food i don't watch their movies i don't listen to their music um so everything that i consume um is is of the independent artisan nature and so um i do i also in, have, I have a pretty busy life. I, you know, I've got, I'm a full-time caregiver for my wife, father of two, two boys. I, I run a household. I run a couple of businesses. I've got two big dogs that are, that are my girls. And, and, and so I don't really, I don't sit down in front of screens for two, three hours at a time and, and ever feel good about it. But I am a big documentary buff. I love documentaries. Yeah. And, um and I think probably, um, one of my all-time favorite documentaries. It's actually a two-parter uh, called "What in the World Are They Spraying and Why in the World Are They Spraying?" And it's all yes. about it's all about the the aerosol programs um, in the skies above us and 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 what they're doing and why they're doing it. Powerful. I've seen those documentaries, and it um, anybody who walks away from that and still thinks it's a conspiracy theory, wow, you're out of touch. So, thank you, John, once oh. again. Thank Dude, you, you're cool. Thank you. We'll right have back, you back, back on again. We'll talk about urine therapy. Say, I swear. Say, um, I, have, I have stories. Yeah, I have big stories. <laughs> hey, everybody. Tune in next week. We're going to have a great guest, another great guest here on. Uh, reach out to John, by the way. It's Red Pill. The Red Pill Revolution. The Red Pill Revolution. Reach out to John. Um, pick up his book. Uh, it's, it's a survival guide for the 21st century, as I like to put it. Um, yeah, there it is. There's a picture of it. 
Uh, John, again, thank you. Hey, everybody, you take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you so much for being a big part of the Awakened Nation movement. This is how you can help me and our extraordinary guests. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let's grow this movement by word of mouth. Our success will be because of you. Thank you, and see you next week.